that was an awesome week. I got to say, last week when I was at uh, Homestead, Florida, for Florida Truck Meet with our man Jordan. Update! Whew. Good times, good times. Yeah, I would say I uh, had an equally amazing time at Easter Jeep Safari in Moab, Utah. Got to hang out with uh, our friends from Bill Stein, our friends from Jeep. Uh, did all sorts of stuff there. You so, know what's funny is uh, Holman yeah. and I are making this up because we haven't been yet. Nope, because we're actually <laughs> recording this uh, because both of us are going to be on the road for the next week and a half. We're actually, I'm going to Florida Truck Meet as I'm recording this and Holman's uh, about to I'm leave I'm about to Moab. leave for Moab. So we're just lying liars that lie. Yes, we are. Absolutely. Lying Liars That Lie on episode 14 of the Truck Show Podcast. But you know what? We are going to gut one out for you guys because we don't want to skip a show. So while the uh, the intro is fake, all the news and information <laughs> that you hear during the show will be real yeah. information. Oh, it's legit. Yeah. It's- episode 14, 90% legit. That could be our theme, <laughs> our slogan for this episode. Okay. So are we launching into the legit part right here? Uh, yes. This is where everything going forward is... Uh, not us lying about having been somewhere because we're going in the future. It's current. So right now, us talking about Nissan, for example, is... Well, that's a good thing. It's all on the up and up. Absolutely. Because okay. whether you are from yesterday or you're going somewhere tomorrow, a Nissan truck will get you there and you can find one at NissanUSA.com or your local Nissan dealer. We happen to really like the Nissan Frontier. Of course, the Nissan Titan and Titan XD have the industry's best five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Nissan has been with the Truck Show podcast since the beginning. And they're going to be with us for the next year. So, Nissan, we really appreciate your support. And when you're tired of cleaning out that feeble intake system on your truck, look no further than the Banks Ram Air Intake System. The biggest filters, the best filtration, the most airflow. It equals fuel economy and power. Go to BanksPower.com, type in your year, make, and model, and find the Banks Ram Air Intake for your truck. Whether you have a pickup, a side-by-side, an SUV, a sports car, a Jeep, whatever it is, Bill Stein has you covered. When the road runs out, Bill Stein shocks will keep you going from right height adjustable B8 5100s to the dual-tube external bypass B8 8100. Bill Stein offers a wide range of direct fit options, giving you more time on the trail and less time in the garage. And if you're not going on the trail, you're going to want to check out Bill Stein's for your tow rig or your daily driver. Bill Stein shocks are the original monotube shock, and they come with comfort and durability. They don't compromise control either, so you'll notice an immediate improvement if you like to haul big loads. As you know, I trust Bill Stein shocks for my ride, and you can find out what applications they have for your vehicles at BillsteinUS.com. And speaking of dot-coms, if you have a website that you need assistance with, look no further than Full Moon Digital. Derek and his gang are experts in SEO, social media advertising, and so much more. FullMoonDigital.com. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck, because truck rides with The Truck Show. We have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The Truck Show. The Truck It's The Truck Show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. So I hear a uh, vicious rumor that you are booking a guest, or that you have booked a guest, that is going to uh, resonate throughout anybody listening to the show that has hands. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, by the way, about a dozen episodes ago, you scored... 
scolded me publicly for uh-huh. not booking many guests. Right. And you've done a good job lately. I'm saying I've been on fire. I will I will uh, seed that, uh, that, that scolding and uh, tell you that you've done a great job lately. Oh, thank you. Uh, by the way, that. I have to make an apology. Uh, I had one of our listeners reach out, and uh, they're talking about the Alaska Broncos. And apparently, I had a brain fart, and I said Arkansas instead of Alaska, looking at the AK on the uh, address, which I totally know is Alaska. And I don't know why I completely, uh, probably because it was midnight and I had no food. And anyway, so he writes back and he's like, dude, Alaska, like it's in our title. And I'm like, yeah, I, I get that now. So anyway, so I apologize to everybody in Alaska who does not want to be associated with Arkansas. We are deeply sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. And on the flip side of that. We're sorry. Apologies to everybody in Arkansas that doesn't like Alaskans. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just apologizing to everybody. Yeah. Apologizing to Lightning for telling him that he sucked and didn't know how to book guests. I'm uh, the full states of people. I'm apologizing to. Uh, you just apologize to a state. Uh, two of them. <laughs> Holman, I'm pretty pumped about this next guest. Kenny Safford is one of the OG designers at Mechanics Gloves, which is a brand I think. They were all familiar with. I remember when they first came out, they are still to this day my favorite mechanics gloves. Uh-huh. Uh, actually, I've used them racing in Baja. I use them for working around the garage. I use them when I'm shooting. Should I be embarrassed to tell you that um, I let my wife garden using mechanics gloves? Uh, should I be embarrassed to tell you I'm wearing them right now? They're not on your hands. They're very versatile. <laughs> uh, okay, let's dial. Hello, it's Kenny. Kenny, Lighting and Home at Truck Show Podcast. How you doing? There you are. I'm good. I'm good. What's happening? Uh, I don't know. Just hanging out. You know, I got home from work a couple hours ago and in the garage beating that's, on my dirt bikes. That's funny. Uh, Lightning got home from work never. No, I, have, uh, <laughs> I went right from work to work to this work. Hey, we have a quick intro. Don't move, Kenny. <laughs> it's the inside job, baby. Yes, it is. It's the inside job now. This is the inside job. So, Kenny, you have been at Mechanics for how long? Uh, I'm a two-timer at Mechanics Wear. I, I started there before there was a Mechanics Wear, and I worked for the company, which was called Axel Sport America, a dirt bike clothing company, <gasps> uh, for yeah, for about eight years, and then. Uh, I rejoined the company Mechanics Wear in uh, 2009. So yeah, another another 13 years kind of under my belt. So quite a long time. You know, I was uh, in there at the beginning, and and now I'm you know with the man things are going super crazy. So yeah, it's been a long time. They the, the, hold on. Uh, you said the magic three letters A X O A X O, and then you said. <gasps> so Kenny, were you there? When Axo gifted me some uh, some stuff there when I was lightning on uh, the Kevin and Bean show at K Rock in L A, and uh, do you know yeah. the story? Was that a humble brag right there? No, hold on. I, it's no. It, it turns out to be funny and it makes fun. Of, makes fun of me. Were you there at that point? I don't. I don't remember if I was or not. What year? Can you remember what year that was? I think this is probably around two thousand five, six, seven in there somewhere. Five, four. Yeah. I don't know. That's a really unspecific I don't, time frame. I don't I don't know. I just recall that uh I was really into I had some great glamis years and I was looking for some gear 
And someone from uh, one of the dudes over at, at AXO reached out to me and said, hey, we'll, we'll lace you up. We heard you're looking for some gear. And sent me over the ultimate freaking gift box of uh, I got boots, I got pants, I got the full outfit. Um, he hasn't changed those clothes in dude, 40 I, years. I even got helmet. Like, I think, the, so. I, but I didn't know when it was arriving. I'm in the office one day. I'm doing my thing, and Kevin and Bean and Ralph, Lisa May are on the air. I hear the words coming over the speakers. All right, is the door secure? All right, lightnings can't get in, right? And I hear this live on the air because it's coming to my office. And I go, it's like, oh, what, what's happening here? And they said, all right, is is lightning? Uh, it, you can't get in here, right? Nope, door's sealed. And Ralph is holding the door shut. And I, of course, go into the next studio, and they have these 12-foot-wide windows that I can see into the studio, and I see a big cardboard box, but I have no idea what's in it. I didn't, I'm not, I don't understand what the what this segment is going to be. So they proceed to go on the air and ask for the biggest motocross fan that wears a size XL. They proceed yeah. to take caller 20 and give away all of the EXO stuff that just arrived at the front counter. Ralph had intercepted it on the way in from a smoke break outside. That's funny. I have a similar idea of what we could do here. <laughs> and he gives away all of my stuff. And they go, the good yeah. news is it was a huge plug on the air on LA Morning Radio. Talk, they went through every product number and everything. So they, they did EXO oh, no. a solid. Uh, probably a, yeah. a bigger plug than I could have ever done, but they gave all the stuff away. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me! And I'm thinking the whole time, like, how am I going to explain this to the Axo guys? Like, I, you just sent me an entire shipment, and how I have to re-ask for it again? I was like, oh my god! Luckily, they heard it and they called and said, you know, that was a good move. It was cool, and we'll we'll send you out another. Did they tell you it was punk rock? It was pretty punk rock, right yeah. Uh, but right man, on. I was for there was about a couple hours where I was just sweating. I'm like, I can't. How am I going to break this to the Axo guys? Can we talk to our guests about mechanics wear now? I just think it was a funny right. story. Like they gave all my crap away on the air. It was a different company at a different time. Uh, but he worked there. Well, he doesn't. He yeah. doesn't know that for sure because he gave him a very vague time frame. <laughs> well, it was what seven year time frame. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah right on. So you do a double stint at mechanics. Tell us about the first time. How did it get started? Well, and what's your role? Yeah. What did you do there? Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, right now my role is uh, I'm the I'm the creative director of product. So I'm in charge of. Uh, I work with a with a group of four designers: Tom Fitzgerald, Mike Matthew, uh, Ray, and myself. And uh, you know they they kind of follow my lead, and I just kind of make sure that they, you know, are are their language design language is working. So my my official title is kind of uh, the creative director of product. So, yeah, first time uh, first time for mechanics where was um, you know in the early days of Axel Sport America, Jim Hale, um, the founder of mechanics where was the founder of Axel Sport America, and mechanics where was a spinoff of that company. You know, do you want to hear like the full history from like 1990 until current? Is that what we want to do? Well, I I think you can abbreviate a little bit, but how okay. was he a moto guy back in the day when he started Axo and then Axo was running its course and he transitioned into gloves like Axo Sport America was was founded when Jim Hale um kind of spinned off of uh, O'Neill which was another it was a competitor in, in the early days not O'Neill Surf but O'Neill Moto and uh, so Jim hooked up with Remo Berlese who was an Italian manufacturer uh, on the the Axo trademark and he hooked up with Jim and they started selling boots and they sold boots until Jim gave the Axo brand back to Italy in the late 90s but um you know it was the number one brand from 1984 and until uh 
yeah, until the late 90s. So Axel Sport America was uh, sponsoring riders. Um, you know, one of those riders was a guy named Damon Bradshaw. You know, and this was in 1990, 1991. And Damon Bradshaw had a factory mechanic, you know, a guy who worked on his bike. His name was Brian Lunas. And Brian Lunas was, uh, you know, his his role was to take care of Damon's bike. And working on his bike, he was wearing gloves. He was wearing, like, uh, you know, at that time in the late 90s, people were just kind of wearing, like, like rancher gloves, like leather work gloves or, or what we call like a, a knit glove, you know, and they, he was going through them like crazy. And he's, and he's just asked mechanic, he asked prior to mechanics, or he asked Axo if, uh, you know, we could maybe make something for him so that he could work on his motorcycle. And, you know, that was, uh, late 1990 and 1990, 1990, 91, you know, we provided Brian Lunas, you know, he is the Prometheus man. He is the, the reason that mechanics were kind of, came about because uh, it's his desire to have, you know, a more performance-based glove for his hands. And, uh, you know, we took what we were learning in motocross stuff. You know, Axel was the number one brand at that time. You know, we were battling with Fox and Answer and, you know, the companies that were around at that time. I uh, had a pretty good handle on manufacturing. You know, we had a really good vendor at the time. Still have that vendor as a 40-plus year vendor for, wow. for mechanics work. And, um, you know, that we cobbled out a, a glove that we thought might work for him, which was kind of a trimmed-down motocross glove, and uh, gave it to him. And, and uh, you know, we got some feedback back and forth. And, you know, next thing you know, it's it's 1991, and, uh, you know, we're introducing that glove at the Daytona 500 on uh, Richard Childress's team and on the Dale Earnhardt car. So it, um, it went along pretty quick. You know, Brian Lunas's input and, you know, his uh, relationships that he had with uh, not only riders, but mechanics were, or with, <laughs> keep saying mechanics were, but with mechanics around the world, you know, he kind of set us on a course and a path that was, uh, you know, it was the first, uh, and we named it the original glove, which was, you know, not really as creative as it maybe it could have been, but <laughs> it was the original glove, <laughs> you know, in that category, there was no performance gloves available for, there, there was, there was nothing, uh, basically, man. uh, rubber gloves and there were leather work gloves, but there wasn't a yep. glove that was flexible in your hand. I remember when they came out that, you know, they weren't cheap, but what's amazing yep. is the design that you guys had back then is still a viable design today. Now you have different variations and stuff, but I remember mm -hmm. my first time I think I had a, a pair of mechanics gloves. I may have gotten them in a stocking or something like that, right? Because it was a it was like gift quality, right? It was I I was, you know, in in that time I was a teenager, I couldn't afford, you know, a really nice pair of gloves for working on cars and things like that. And I remember the yeah. first pair that I had. And now I've raced in the Baja one thousand and my gloves were mechanics gloves when I was co driving. Uh, this is going to be a humble brag from uh, no, no, Holman. no. I, I, <laughs> I wear them today when I'm shooting. I wear them at the range. I've got a set of your tactical gloves, and I've got four or five <laughs> pairs around the garage. I've got them in my tool bag for when I'm overlanding. You know what's funny? It's I did not know this when I booked him as a guest. I literally did not yeah. know you owned a single pair. No, no. I, I love them, and what's great is you know for when I would be racing, I either use the high vis orange or red gloves. And, you know, yeah. they want to see your hands because when you're out racing and people are coming by, a black pair of gloves isn't going to help you, you know, communicate <laughs> with somebody to slow down or whatever because it's dusty. So yeah. those high-vis mechanic gloves allow you to do that. They keep your hands warm because you're driving in something without a windshield. At the gun range, yep. they're flexible enough where you can still feel, you know, the the slide or, or the trigger pull. All that stuff. Yeah. I mean, they're just a, to me. It's it's one of my favorite pairs of gloves. And there's plenty of imitators out there and plenty of companies that have come along the way 
who have made something similar, and I always go back to my mechanics gloves. The originals, are to me, are just the best. Something that I love about the, the mechanic gloves that I have is they still allow you to operate your iPhone or your iPad, yeah, or yeah. if you're at work, like on our um, our plasma cutter, right? We've got a big pla- five by ten plasma table, and I'm out there watching Eric Ryder, who you know, and and little E, and they're out there with their gloves on, just tapping away on the screen, which a lot of other gloves won't allow you to do. They still have that yeah. touch sensitivity, which I think is pretty cool. Well, then you look at like some of the uh, construction gloves and stuff that still have that flexible material on the back of the hand, but leather over just you know half the fingertips up to the second knuckle or something like that. So you've got fingertip protection, but your hand can still move. It can still breathe. I love that. On hot days, they're still comfortable. On cold days, they still keep your hands warm. It's just a it's a great product that uh, that I've been excited about and a customer of for you know probably a good 25 years some of the favorites are the speed knit the speed knit freaking rules it's so lightweight <laughs> talk me through the development of a glove like what kind of r&d goes into a glove like a from a speed knit to a welding glove yeah i mean we approach it like we approach you know a lot of things in the company with a racing point of view you know we it's like there's a there's a checkered flag that needs to be met. So we we approach a design project or a a glove project, you know, kind of from a utilitarian perspective. Like let's solve a problem. Let's let's make something better, and let's have a, let's have a, an end result that we can be, you know, we can show that it has form, function, and that that it works. So when we start a, a product brief, you know, there's there's a guy or a girl that we have in mind that needs this glove and has something in particular that they want this glove to do. So we we source our materials. And we source uh, you know the correct manufacturers. We have you know I said we have. 140 plus year manufacturer but we do have you know five or six guys that are make specialty uh, stuff for us so um we we approach everything with that with a problem to solve uh, every time because uh, without that you know you're just kind of dinking around doing sketches and making a making basically a utility glove which you know is a does a hundred hundred things pretty decent and not anything really really that good so you know we approach it with that one guy in mind and and that one problem in mind or or two problems you know but um yeah definitely with a problem to solve in mind all right lighting look at what am i showing you right now uh your index finger and you're showing me a scar what what are you what are you showing me? the time when i did not have my mechanics gloves on and I was using a cutoff wheel to shorten the steering shaft on my F100, which is the truck project that shall not be discussed. Mm-hmm. And it slipped, and it went almost down to the bone on my finger. Oh, man. And Mechanics has a cut-resistant glove. I had Bunch a of pair of those gloves in the garage. And <laughs> you thought, weren't oh, wearing it. I'll just make a quick cut. Well, I made a, uh, I made a uh, quick cut into my finger. And I remember at the time... Uh, I looked at it and all the blood spatter on my uh, on my garage wall and went, wow, that looks really bad. But it's still yeah. there. And I called my wife and she was at work in a Tell meeting. Tell me you used super glue And on I it, right? called her again and I called her again. And I eventually just said, I'm driving myself to the hospital. I almost cut my finger off. It got all sewn up. It had all sorts of metal in it. So it got super infected and nasty. And like my daughter said when she saw the uh, stitches on it, she goes, oh, it's finger brains. And so I still think about that to this day. So the moral of that story is all of you lazy MFers out there who have a set of mechanics cut-resistant gloves two feet away from you, just put them on when you go and do stupid things in the garage and you're working on your truck, all right? Use me. Easy. Use me as as your warning sign, okay? Let, Let me allow my misery 
to uh, to to guide you. So you need a shirt that says "Heed Holman's Warning." Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Kenny, how often are you approached by specific industries like linemen or guys in oil rigs or whatever who says, "I need a glove that does this"? Like I noticed that you have chemical resistant gloves, and then you have mm-hmm. a lot of impact resistant gloves. How often are, mm-hmm. you, are, are you approached as a company where a guy says, you know what, I've got a team of 100 guys that do this, and we need gloves that will protect against that? Yeah, uh, quite often. It's, it's, it happens all the time. You know, we, like you said, you know, we have now five different kind of silos or, or tribes that we take care of, you know, from tactical you know, all the way down to PPE, where guys are, you know, it's mandatory that they wear it. So everybody has has a specific need, each one of those categories. And we get approached all the time. You know, they, they just assume since, you know, you make a lot of great things great, you can make a lot more great things great. And, um, you know, we're fortunate enough to be able to take care of most of the requests. You know, if you look at our website and you kind of look around at what Mechanics Wear does and, and, and has, it's, it's not one or two pair of gloves. It's, it's, you know, 300, 350 pair of gloves. And that's because people ask us for things that do things in particular. And, and we're, you know, you know, we're kind of in that position that we're able to do that. So we get asked all the time and um, and it's important for us to take care of those people because if, you know, one or a hundred or a thousand people need it, you know, I, I think that probably translates and it scales out to, to quite quite a few more. So with more and more companies building electrified vehicles, are you getting requests for gloves that protect against electric shock? Because I know that at Banks, we're working on a couple hybrid programs right now where mm-hmm. we have just spent tens of thousands of dollars on tools that are protected. The handles are rubber protected for X number mm-hmm. of volts, et cetera. Do you have gloves that will protect against electrification? Yeah, you know, mechanics were, uh, we, we were recently acquired by a, uh, an investment group and that investment group afforded us the ability to go out and do some acquisitions. And mechanics were was the first acquisition was purchasing a company called Chicago Protective Apparel. And, you know, they're a, they're a big supplier of, of protection, not only for foundries and welding and high heat and stuff like that, but also for, for electricity and for guys working in energy and, and arc flash particularly. So, you know, mechanics were, as a glove company, we have quite a few few different gloves that are rubber coated and different lengths and they take care of different how can I say variations of protection when you're talking about electricity but Chicago protective um, uh, equipment you know they they make up the difference they have such a wide variety of of gloves that that we were able to take advantage of and and participate in and you know not only that but they, they take care of you from head to toe you know so you know if mechanics work can't take care of them you know the new acquisition chicago protective apparel surely can where does mechanics wear end and where do they start we just released a, a new category of eyewear so we have safety eyewear now so we're kind of uh you know we're taking care of the eyes and the hands and the knees at this point with mechanics wear and, and slowly kind of um you know, bleeding our way into CPA so that the Chicago Protective Apparel, you know, so that they can understand what mechanics wear is all about. You know, when we bought them, we just kind of rolled in there with a fire hose and and drowned them with uh, mechanics wear (laughs) DNA. And it was different than what they were used to. You know, they're used to taking care of people on a smaller scale and, and without much 
support from marketing or branding. You know, it was more of a, a need for them when, when people bought it. And Mechanics Wear is a little bit different than that. You know, it's like you, you know, you're, you're a fan of Mechanics Wear. So it's, it's leaning towards more of a brand than it is, uh, you know, a commodity item. So it, um, right now the two companies are, are, you know, we're, we're not involved in clothes that way. You know, they're, they're back East and we're on the West coast, but at some point I would imagine that they would merge and, and be similar, but you know, we're just happy kind of playing in our own little pools right now. I think it's interesting that you bring up brand versus commodity. I don't know if everybody, you know, understands that sentiment, but the fact of the matter is gloves are a commodity. Gloves are something you buy, you protect if they're, you know, rubber or nitrile gloves, you throw them away when you're done. Not all gloves. Well, hold on. There are gloves are sometimes somebody has they purchase a cheap set at Home Depot for the gardening project and then they get thrown away or they borrow one time use because it's cold outs or what. But mechanics being a brand, people are, are, are seeking that out because they want that glove. They want that product. That brand means something to them. And that's what allows the gloves to to rise above being just a commodity and being something that that people are seeking out to to wear to protect them. They trust you, and they've had good experiences with them. Yeah, exactly. You know, we we kind of approach our customer base in three ways. You know, people who use gloves and are evangelical about them have multiple pairs. Guys who use gloves just for a for a, a particular uh, you know project or or just a winter glove, you know, for for protection. And guys, the the last one is people who have never used gloves. You know, so we want to educate people on the fact that gloves do help. They they do more than protect. They actually make your jobs and your and your sports and you know the things that you do easier. But but we want to make them like you know shoes for your hands, if you will. It's it uh, it really does enhance what you're doing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, we're all about gloves. Shoes for your hand, the same way uh, Vibram Five Fingers are uh, gloves for your feet. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you touched really quick on the safety eyewear. I recently got a pair of your Type N glasses. And I just mm-hmm. and I and I didn't know that you made safety glasses. And the ones that we have yeah. at work are the clunkiest, most ill-fitting, yeah. grandma-looking. They're they're actually comical. I, I like them because they're ridiculous. When you see them, you're like, those glasses are so. Fu-. They're like well, they're it's because they're wear, like right? it's like the old man like lab glasses. That's exactly yeah. what they yeah. are. Yeah. So I get your type ends and I put them on, and they are wrap around. First of all, you have a. a all the colors of the rainbow and you've got mirrored mm-hmm. finishes. I got the, just the clear it's clear on clear, but you've got the rubber bridge over the nose. And then the way yeah. it wraps around, <laughs> forgive me, but it's, it's a little Oakley esque, which I like. And then the way it wraps behind the ears, I had them on. And then Eric, one of our fabricators ripped them off my head and he goes, look at these. These are, I, I didn't know they made glasses. He puts them on. He's got a much bigger head and he's ready to like, say they don't fit him. He slips them on. He goes, these fit well and I, I like using them for shooting because they uh they cover the side of your temple as well as the back of your ear and because they're a, a close fitting wrap you just like they prevent you know metal or something like that from that you're grinding from flying in your face you can you know protect uh you know casings and things like that so they're definitely multi-use it's it's a great uh, another great product from you guys yeah, it's uh, it's been a couple years in coming, and and Mike Matthew, the designer, and 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 Paul have worked on these things. You know, Type N is our is our entry point into the eye eye protection. You know, if you would have gotten a X or a V or E, you know, those those all kind of step up. So, man, super cool that you're you're digging on the Type Ns. Um, they're all, they're like they're not cheap glasses. It's you know that's not what Mechanics Wear does. We don't come into a category and 
and battle, you know, with the bottom feeders. These are all really high-end glasses with all the certifications and ballistic testing. And I mean, they're they're made for what they're going to be used for. And you know, it's it's not something that we take lightly. You know, your your hands and your eyes we think are pretty important things to, and we and we think you should keep them as long as you can. Well, you have things like advanced antifog, impact resistance, scratch resistance, and 99.9% UV protection on on the glasses. So, again, these are made to, you know, to survive and to protect your face. And anybody who's ever had an eye injury or a finger injury like myself can tell you that that's priceless to save a, a body part. And, you know, that's that's not hyperbole. I mean, you're literally saving body parts for people. And that's the rewarding part of this whole thing. You know, it's taking care of people and helping them and, you know, prevention, you know, really just like you, if you just would have slipped a pair of gloves on, you would have saved a a lot of headaches. So, Kenny, how often do you get love letters from customers who say, I would have absolutely lost an eye had it not been for your glasses, or I would have, I would have burned my hand had it not been for X glove. We get them. We get them a lot. You know, we get we get handwritten letters. We get typed letters. Of course, we get all the digital stuff. Customer service gets that almost daily. But, you know, when somebody takes the time, you know, a lot of servicemen will take the time to write a letter. They'll hand pen a letter that says, you know, if I didn't have these gloves or, you know, I took these gloves into into battle with me or, you know, I took them across. They were they were, you know, reminded me of home and we get them all the time. And it's uh, it's super cool because it connects you with with the people who are actually using the product, you know, and and you feel like I don't want to cheapen out what I'm doing and I don't want to, you know, just say it's good enough because this guy deserves better. So, you know, when we get letters like that, it's like, it's like hitting a nicer bottle. You know, it's it's a whole nother kind of uh, energizing, you know, thing for us. It, uh, it's what mechanics wear does is, you know, it protects people. And and when they're grateful for it, it's, oh man, that's the best thing ever. What is your favorite glove? You're somebody who rides, you use them, you know, so for designing them, I would imagine there's some bias in what you're designing because you're, you're, you're a glove user. So it's from your perspective, you're like, what would I want or what would I use out of all the different styles and, and gloves? What's your favorite? What's, what's one of the best products that you've worked on that you're really proud of? Yeah. Uh, you know, I have quite a, well, this is going to sound cheesy, but it depends on what I'm doing. You know, my garage is full of stuff like you. I got gloves for welding. You know, our torch welding line is is super cool. I got gloves for shooting. I, you know, my wife and I go out to the range and we pull off a few rounds. And the original glove does so many things so very well. But I got to say my very favorite glove that I that is my go-to most of the time is the Forex padded palm. Um, the Forex padded, you know, the, the material, like barely shows any wear on it the padded palm on the on the you know the working side of the glove if i'm working with a grinder or or, you know something that has some sort of harmonic imbalance to it 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 really it really takes that kind of uh it takes the fatigue out of it you know you can hang on to things longer and you know so the 4x padded palm is is my go-to glove it's hanging it's hanging on my uh my work Uh, i'm looking yeah i'm looking at that glove right now on your website so it's the Mm -hmm. material the material is called 4x and then it's right. what he's saying is a padded palm. It also looks yep. like it has pads on your uh, on your thumb, on the top of your thumb, the side of your thumb, mm-hmm. and then on the top yep. of your hand a little bit. What are those pads for? Why were those integrated? And it's it's really cool two tone. The leather is a leather color, while the rest of it is black and gray. 
Yeah, you know, if you're protecting your first knuckle and your thumb like that, those are striking areas. You know, if you're going to be handling something like putting rebar or something pounded in the ground or you're pounding stakes in or something like that, so you're going to hold it with one hand and hit, a, hit it with the sledgehammer with the other hand. So protecting your hand in those striking points is, is important is an important feature for us. You know, that 4X glove has two patents on it, the wraparound wrist closure and the knuckle protection. On it. That's a that's a derivative of our impact glove, um, you know, that we sell millions of every year so yeah that's uh, that's a striking kind of area for us and in, in an area of protection and for you know people who love uh, shooting sports i mean the first time that you've got a slide that grabs that spot between your thumb and your index finger oh. and tears it yeah. out or you mm-hmm. shoot like a you know taurus judge magnum with like a 410 in it or something like that and the flame yep. burns your hand you, that you yeah. go to, after that after those things happen you always wear a tactical glove and obviously yeah. with reloading and stuff, it helps because it doesn't tear up your fingertips if you're loading magazines and stuff like that. So, I mean, th- those those items are are huge. And, and I mean, even I think I don't know if it's because as I've gotten older, but it seems like uh, working and the dexterity of my hands is it doesn't I don't have the same sense that I used to have. And I want to try and keep that. That's stuff also in your head. It might be. It might be. The sense is gone <laughs> yeah. from that, too. Man, I have so many questions for you, Kenny. Um, do you have your name on any of the patents? Uh, I do. I'm designer on record of, uh, of the patents that I have. And Caxware owns the patents. I mean, if, so if you go to patentsearch.com or something or whatever it is and search Kenny Sapper, you know, I'll pop up on a bunch of stuff. But they're not mine. The Caxware owns them. Um, you know, I work for them, and they're, uh, they're theirs. Oh, well, that's cool. You get the cred. Your name's on the patent. You know, you can show your kids. Yeah. That's that's pretty cool. And all right, so... Hey, Lightning, how many patents is your name on? Zero. Oh. I, and it's <laughs> funny bring that up. Is, is that I helped design the Pedal Monster, and yet, you know whose name is on it? Mm-hmm, not yours. Not mine at all. Another product you helped design, too. <laughs> yep, the diff cover. Uh-huh. There's a patent on those Ram Air no, scoops. Are you a uh, associate uh, patent uh, holder? Not even a little bit. Huh, interesting. Nope, not yeah. even a little. Well, mm, yeah. Uh, a couple of the other products that I like that you guys have are the shop apron, which mm-hmm. is one of those things that you don't necessarily think about until you're grinding mm-hmm. or welding and splatters going everywhere. And you guys make a really nice shop apron that's not that expensive. Do you own it? Because I own that one. Do you own that and one? And it's. It, I want you to explain the material because it feels, this is not correct, but it feels waxed in that it's rigid. Like waxed canvas? Yes, but I know it's not. What is the material? Because it feels like it will resist sparks. Yeah, well, uh, it's flame resistant not fireproof and it's a it's a pu coated nylon so it's like a bell cord if you will or a cordura if you you know you can remember those jackets like a carhartt jacket sure it's it's that kind of robustness in the material and it's and it's made that way and it's coated on the back so that if you splatter you know you get chemicals on it you're standing at a solvent tank or something it doesn't wreck your crew shirt you know so it it's made like a pair of motocross pants because that's when we made it when you know it was was all around that same time so it's it's robust and the split in the bottom is something that you know we invented and it like you like you said you know it's it fits perfectly because it was made for the guys who need to use it and not somebody working a barbecue. Well, especially that's that split that's at the, the bottom, I guess, if you think of it as an apron, the bottom center has, mm-hmm. a, has a cut in it. What's nice is if you put one leg up on something because you have something maybe over your knee or whatever, the apron works with you. And if you have it tied, it doesn't you, you yank to one side or the other. Like It kind of conforms to how you're working, which is real nice. And the other product that you guys have that's really nice are those uh, speed knit sleeves. So it's basically oh, like yeah. a glove for your arm. And so if mm-hmm. you're wearing a short sleeve shirt, 
uh, work shirt and you need to go up in an engine compartment or you need to you know keep your arm safe from abrasion, um, those are real nice because they just slide on and you can wear them as needed, which I, I think is pretty cool. Yeah, you know, they have a little thumb hole in them too, so you can slip them on and wear them under, you know, you put your gloves on underneath it because the area that would be inside of a glove is, is a lot thinner material, so you really don't know that you have it on on your hand. And like you say, your arms are completely protected from, you know, a lot of, we have a couple of different versions. Some are better for heat and some are better for cut. You know, we use Kevlar and, um, yeah, they're, it's a great thing to protect your arms. Uh, here's a difficult question for you. Father and son are about to embark on a on a garage project. They got an old truck they're going to fix up together. And the father mm-hmm. is going to buy the son his very first pair of gloves. And it's got to be an all-around pair of gloves. It's got to be something with good dexterity, but something that he can cut, weld in, all those things. Is there a single pair that's a great all-around for the son's first pair? The, you know, you can't go wrong with the original. Um, you know, if he's never worn gloves... There you go. If he's never <laughs> worn gloves before, the fast fit is is a great glove because you know without the without the closure on it, you know you're not you don't feel so claustrophobic in it, and you kind of yeah. get used to having your hands protected. And you know if he's just if he's the bottom end guy, you know it's like you're you're working in all the grease. Then get a pair of speed nets. You know that that we have all sorts of different palm coatings on them for grabbing different things. And so you know I, I think start with the original. Why why not go with the um, you know 35 years in a, in development? You know you can't go wrong with that. Man, there's so much more, but uh, I don't want to kill his entire evening. It's all right with me. I can go forever. Well, come on, you got something. I, I can see it in your eyes. There's something that you wanna you wanna ask. Is it about their bags? Well, no. I wanted oh. I wanted to know. That's trust. Is it me. about their knee pads? It is about their knee pads, isn't it? No. What's the most expensive set of gloves you've ever created? And what's a set of gloves that didn't make it to market because either it was just cost prohibitive or there was no market? I want to hear some of the like some of the the Outlander stories. And how effective are your knee pads? Lightning wants to know. I do not want to know that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, we do have knee pads. That was actually the second product that Mechanics were ever made. That was in 1991. You know, when the Mechanics that were uh, that were on pit lane and they were testing out the gloves, they're like, you know, if you're making gloves, we're just wearing these Don Joy like volleyball knee pads. Can you guys take a swing at knee pads? So. You know, 1991 and a half, we came out with knee pads. We've been doing those quite a long time, and they're really specific. They're made for guys who who slam their knees for 12 seconds at a time. I, that might be you guys. I'm not sure, but um, they're <laughs> – What one half of the they're, table? They're, they're, your yeah, half. They're, they're no, your pads. half. Let's see. The most expensive glove is uh, – we have a cold work impact, a winter glove that has uh, it has a heating element inside of it, climate heating. Um, that's an expensive glove because we use really high-end Durahide leathers and, you know, their heating element, it's run by an app on your iPhone. And, um, you know, guys up in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, up at the, the ski lodge up there have been testing it for two seasons. And it's, um, it really protects when it gets really, really cold. Oh, my and, God. I'm seeing these now. Cold work heated glove with Climb 8 technology. Yeah. $272. And I guarantee you when you're up on the uh, ski lift or you're, wherever you're else, you, you don't even care no. how much they cost. Yeah, they could have been 500 when, yeah. when you can feel your fingertips, you're good. Those are great. We worked on those for quite a few years few seasons trying to perfect them and you know we really think we got something good in those so that's the most expensive glove that we have you know obviously we can make something that's crazy expensive if we had a if we had the vehicle to move it you know but but our 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 uh you know our customers or our our consumers you know they they don't buy things at rei they buy things at lowe's and at home depot and 
you know, our, our price points need to, to kind of reflect the, the users. And, you know, I'm not saying that the, the guys who are selling winter gloves are, are gouging you, but, you know, we're not held to the same kind of retail ceiling, if you will. So, sure. you know, we our, our, you know, we make our stuff as, as good as we can, as feature laden as we can, given the fact that, uh, you know, we know where they're going to have to be sold. So, um, as far as the glove that uh, that I've designed, it, it, that anybody has designed it at uh, Mechanics Wear that's not seen the light of day. Yeah, you know, we've made golf gloves before. We've made gloves for guys who want to ride Harleys. We've made gloves for... Uh, that six-fingered guy? Uh, <laughs> what's that? <laughs> the six-fingered guy? Well, you know, you know, I don't, I don't want to advertise this, but I'm going to tell you guys is that, um, you know, when somebody has a special need, they, they call mechanics where, you know, firefighters can't do their job if they, if they don't have a set of gloves. And a lot of these guys have disabilities; they have missing digits, you know, they, and they still want to keep working. So we take care of those guys. You know, That's we, awesome. We do and, and make special things, you know, not just for military guys, but for you know law enforcement and public service and. You know, guys who are working in race shops who, you know, happen to be working on a chop saw and chopped off too much. And, um, you know, we take care of guys like that. So there, there's a lot of stuff that we have made in the past that we don't sell. You know, we just uh, we we provide a service of protection and, and it extends, you know, to people who we don't really recognize in a, in a you know, a social way or, a, you know, a bragging way. But, um, yeah, a lot of stuff that we've done has really been rewarding and Nobody knows about it except the guy that, that we took care of. So That's really cool. So what are some of the challenges of creating gloves? Obviously, going to people who might have missing digits or going through different hand sizes. Somebody might have long piano fingers. Somebody might have like mm-hmm. short uh, you know, bratwurst fingers or something like that. Well, like, How do you get the sizing right? How do you make sure? I see you have a women's line of gloves as well. What are the mm-hmm. differences and, and how hard is it you know, from coming up with a concept of Here's the glove we want to make, but now we have to do it in, in eight sizes or something like that. Yeah, it's starting from the inside out usually. You know, we have a, we have our sizing page that you probably can see on the website, and we take the hand measurement in two directions, you know, from the from knuckle to knuckle across the side and from wrist to fingertip, and we try to tailor the sizing of the glove to fit that matrix. Um, some industries have uh, – have guys and girls who have specific needs you know their hands are bigger because they're just they're working with uh, jackhammers or repetitive you know uh, machines that that really beat up their hands so they they have uh, they have needs for different glove sizing if you will but for the most part we we keep it down to, to mm, two or three different sizes sizing i should say you know it's it's a slim fit like if you're dealing with a tactical or a law enforcement glove that needs to be a second skin and then we have like a, a diyer and then uh, and then guys that, that have a, a little bit bigger hand you know our, our commercial grade stuff you know we really try to keep the mechanics where fit within those three categories and and make sure that the the way that the gloves fit are not universal but but uh, you know a guy will know that when he buys a pair of mechanics wear gloves that are a fast fit original or an impact, you know, they're going to fit all the same, you know, mechanics wear gloves fit like mechanics wear gloves, same as a, a Levi's fit like a Levi and not like a Wrangler or a gap jean, you know, they, everybody's has their fit and they all think that they are the best. And we do the same thing with our, with our glove fit. You know, we think we have the optimum and the most kind of, um, you know, flushed out fit in the industry. Um, they're not too short. They're not too wide. They're not too baggy in the palm. It's, you know, there's a lot of time and, you know, a lot of computer energy and a lot of, uh, you know, field testing to, to validate the, 
the fit of the gloves. And um, it's important to us to have a, a good fitting glove. And it, like I said, it starts on the inside. And, you know, even before that, it starts with, with good manufacturing. You know, the seam tolerances that we allow on our product is, is the smallest in the industry. I'm sure of that because it's, um, it's one or two millimeters um, for us. And, uh, you know, when you're talking about millimeters and seam allowances, you know, three or four millimeters on the inside of a glove is a glove size. And if, if we couldn't keep that seam tolerances with the, with the manufacturers that we had, it, it, it wouldn't be mechanics wear because it would just be a sloppy, ill-fitting product. So, And there's plenty um, of those out there. Start, there. There are a lot of them because they're, they're easy to make that way. You know, a lot of people get paid on on piecework and um you know they 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 make them in places that that have low overhead and they just they don't care like we do you know we care not only for the people who buy our products but we care for the people who are making our products as well you know it's we just want to make sure that um it's it's above the line and and the best that it can be like at every step of the way it's pretty obvious when you hold and you put on a pair of mechanics gloves the attention to detail, not just the stitching, but the the injection molding or whatever that the the, the rubber that you use to the mm-hmm. the logo application to the the straps, the connectors that hold the pair of gloves together so you don't lose one to the 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 stitching, like every single detail is just as good as it can possibly be. I don't know how you guys continue to push the envelope as far as perfecting. Mm-hmm on top of perfection, but I, I will say that I don't know of a glove that's better. Maybe there is one. I'm not aware of it. And I've, I bought a lot of gloves. Yeah. It's a, you know, thank you. Thank you so much for that because we do, we care about it every step of the way. You know, we, we tell our manufacturers where to buy the materials and we tell them where to buy the threads and we tell them where to get these things. And we tell each one of them to get it from the same place so that we have control over the end product from five different, you know, areas of the world. It's it's not like there's just one guy in one room making all of our products. They're they're made all over the world, and they're all the same because we, like you said, we care about everything, every step of the way, every detail. Like you know, I'm I'm proud to say, and I'm glad that that you can see that that quality shows. Yeah, I mean, the durometer of the rubber, the the hardness, mm-hmm. uh, the rebound yeah. of the rubber in all the gloves. Or just it, just the consistency. All, the, the, that's from, what I was going to say. From, from glove to glove, they're they're exact. Yeah, I've 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 never yep. purchased a set. And for me, I'm a large, and in all different styles, a large fits me right. I don't have to worry about what the fit is if I'm going yeah. from an you know original to a leather or a, you know a fast fit or you know a, speed a, knit. impact or speed knit. A large is yeah. large. It fits. It fits my hand. It's comfortable, and I can rely on you know the the gloves to to not get in the way of what I'm doing. I've had cheap gloves where you can feel the seams on the inside of your fingers, and they rub yeah. and they chafe you while you're doing work, and you're you're not a hundred percent focused on your project because your your gloves are bugging you. And then you, if your gloves aren't comfortable, what do you do? You take them off, and then you leave yourself exposed. And so the fact that you guys have a quality product that is consistent and comfortable means that I'm more likely to wear the protection when I need to. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Other, that's well, a big otherwise you're going to lose uh, you're going to cut another finger in half. No, I this one it's pretty well it's good. crooked. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's a little crooked. <laughs> Congratulations, Kenny. Thank you uh again for for the hard work. It's a it's a it's a really cool brand. I think that if you guys don't own a pair of mechanics gloves, it's it's worth it for you to uh oh, buy yourself a little uh Christmas gift 6 months, 9 months early or, or just how about buy them right now because or if you go to that. mechanics.com, which is M E C 
H-A-N-I-X.com. Right now they have a 25% off of best sellers, uh, 25% yeah. off tactical gloves plus free shipping if you spend over 75 bucks. And there's yeah. a, a bunch of their stuff right now, like the uh, the Impact Open Cuff, which is a great glove. 50% off right now. That glove's normally $39.99. You can get it for $19.99 right you, now. You guys do not have to do sales. I don't know why you don't, you're like the because Rolex they of like, the industry. they like their customer. Yeah, right I guess now. so. I guess so. they're not. Yeah, they're you're not too you proud to, to share. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thanks. Yeah, you're like you guys are like man. You should. Uh, you're the best spokesman we have. Well, you, you know what? Tell <laughs> yeah, uh, somebody in marketing, yeah. and uh, we'll we'll be happy to help <laughs> out. Uh, yeah, we're we're fanboys <laughs> of the brand. I mean, that's why we're doing the interview. I, we yeah. don't we don't generally interview people from companies that we don't. Uh, Use their per, per, yeah personally uh, like and if you guys want to check them out too, it's at mechanics underscore wear on, uh, yeah. on Instagram and uh, mechanics wear also on uh, on Facebook. So uh, yeah. definitely check them out. There's a lot of great stuff. The sale right now, I'm not sure how long you guys have it going on for, but there's some really great deals. And if you're in the market, if you've looked at your ratty old gloves that you've worn a hole in the palm or you got a a fingertip missing or something like that. Now's the time. Go to mechanics.com and, and find yourself a new pair of gloves because there's a heck of a deal going on they right now. They even make disposable latex gloves yes, and, nit- and nitrile gloves. That I, I have some on yep. my workbench right now in okay. the garage. I didn't even know that until just right now. Yeah. Dang. Wow. Well, this has been uh, it's been fantastic, Kenny. Really appreciate you uh, carving out time for us and uh, and all the hard work over the years. And to, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great brand, and I hopefully you feel proud of helping to build it. Dude, I, I am so proud of the brand. I'm, I'm proud of what Mechanicsware is, and, and I'm anxious to see what it can become. You know, we just have so much more that, that we want to do and, and so much more energy and, and, and uh, you know, ambition to get these things done. And you know, I'm glad that, that uh, you're such a, an advocate for, for wearing hand protection. You know, not only does it would, have, would it have protected your finger, but, you know, it um, probably would have made the job a little bit easier. But, man. Yeah, get out there. Get get a pair of gloves. We're at all major retailers, and if you don't want to get out of the house, go to go to the website, like you guys said. And yeah, man, we'll use, keep keep using them, and we'll keep making them. Awesome, fantastic. We appreciate your time, and thanks for uh, sharing the story with us. Because again, we're, we've been big fans of the product, and it's nice to know uh, the people behind it. Yeah, cool, awesome. cool. I appreciate that. And thanks for uh, thanks for ringing me up. You, you got, got it. it. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Kenny. All right. Okay. Ciao. Bye. So, what'd you think about Kenny? Oh, I'm a fanboy. That makes two of us. I actually went on the site while we were talking. I saw that that sale was so good. I just bought two more pairs did of Did you really? I did. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say uh, we get into some uh, hot, hot news? Nope. Okay. What's, What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? <laughs> Neither of us did it. I knew. I knew as soon as you killed it. I knew it. You had that look on your face. You weren't gonna. I hit the microphone. You I was so weren't happy gonna about participate. That. Oh, I just paused it. You ready? Hold on. Ready? Yep. <laughs> there it is. What was that? It was just the end. Uh-huh. Did something get dropped? Yeah. I'll see you. All right. Ah, that felt good. <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, so since we are actually before the embargo and I don't have all the information, I've got a couple uh, news stories out of New York Auto Show that hasn't happened yet that I have under embargo that I'm going to share with you now, but we're going to cover it in more depth next episode when I actually have all the information. Okay. Does that so, make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when we're recording it, you're not allowed to talk about it, but when this airs, it's it, okay to talk right. about. But because I'm not allowed to talk about it, I don't have all the info yet because New York Auto Show hasn't happened yet, so they haven't sent out the press release. 
Right. But I was on a call for selected journalists where I got the information early, but not all the information. Just some of the information. I feel like we're in an episode of Doctor Who or something. Okay, Are here's we in the, the deal. TARDIS? What's going on now? Uh, Jeep recently- Wait, did I hear? I don't know. You didn't because it's in the future. Right. Of course you no. haven't. Right. Okay. No. no. Good God in heaven, Ruby. There are just so very many ways for me to say this to you. Never. Not in a million years. Absolutely not. Can no get way, the story? Jose, no chance, Lance. And yet, negatory. Mm-mm, nah. Uh-uh. And of course, my own personal favorite of all time, man falling off of a cliff. No! All right, so no, I've not heard get to the story. Okay, uh, Toyota put out a sneaky, sneaky little post on their uh, socials of a current generation Tacoma that said patented good looks on it. But if you look at the license plate, it says 040423, and the license plate's completely blacked out. It's all black just to make it look like a photo placeholder. That happens to be That's New York Auto Show. Oh. So... Uh, I think you can expect the uh, the new Toyota Tacoma to launch or have launched by the time you hear this. And we'll tell you about more next time. Also, Jeep uh, it unveiled the next 2024 mid-cycle refresh of the Jeep Wrangler. And yes, the 392 is still in the market. Hmm. Okay. For probably another year. It now features a winch from the factory in the Wrangler that has been crash tested, a worn winch, which is awesome. It has a massive 12.3-inch Uconnect 5 standard across every uh, trim level. There's no more small radio. The whole dash on the upper IP has been completely redesigned, and it's got this kind of cantilevered giant uh, landscape screen on it. Wow. Which is like your RAM screen turned sideways on the dash of a Wrangler. Hmm. They're now offering a special uh, sound deadening, uh, premium sound deadening option. Uh, Right now, the current Wrangler has a two-mic array for doing white noise and noise canceling and to pick up your voice for like uh, Uconnect and Bluetooth and stuff. Right, yeah. The new one has seven. And they said that with the seven mic array, it sounds like you aren't even driving. It's so quiet. Wow, that noise would be weird. Weird, yeah. yeah. It's going to offer Trails Off-Road embedded in the nav system. Um, so they've collaborated with Trails Off-Road. It's going to have 200 preloaded trails on the nav system, including all the Jeep Badge of Honor trails, so that you can go participate in that. And the 4xe's are going to have a what they're calling a, I guess a power panel or power box. I don't know exactly what it uh, what the nomenclature is, but it's a hybrid generator mode where as long as you have fuel in the tank, if you're in a campsite, you can power your whole campsite from a pl- from plugging into your 4xe. And if the battery gets down below a certain threshold, it fires up the engine automatically and tops off the generator. That's cool. Yeah, that's really that's cool. That's freaking cool. And of course, they have different modes. So like if you're in a garage doing the same thing, it's not going to have carbon monoxide or anything like that. So they thought about all that kind of stuff. It will have a lot more information. They haven't talked about what changes are coming to Gladiator. My guess is it's going to be the same since they're built on the same production line. They get some new grill. It gets some uh, different trim levels. Oh, and now the Willys. Uh, which is the one of the entry level. It has a rear locker, has 33s and the high fenders. So a lot more capability in the base model uh, than you're getting. And the Rubicon has a, a Rubicon X power seats now available in the Wrangler. And because the roof and the doors come off, both the big giant 12.3 inch screen and the motors and everything for the power front seats have all been waterproofed. So if you're fording water and your electric seat goes underwater, no problem. Oh, my God. Oh, and uh, side curtain airbags now, too, standard across the line. So a lot of lot of changes That's coming. That's a lot of enhancements. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch more stuff, but we can get into it on the next episode. And the stuff that everybody here probably really wants to hear about, 
Well, that would be the Ram Rev 1500. More information coming out about that. Rev stands for Ram Electric Vehicle. There's going to be uh, two models, a 300, actually three models, a 350 range model, mile range model, with a 500 mile option. And then there'll be a range extender announced later on down the line. How do you suppose they pull that off? Guess what the towing rating is going to be on the Ram 1500 Rev? Uh, 12,600 pounds. Uh, 14,000 pounds. Wow. With 2,700 pounds of payload. Okay. Independent suspension, front and rear. Going to have the largest trunk available, a 15 cubic foot trunk in the front, huh. which is massive. It is based on 800 volt architecture, which means that you can get 110 miles of range in just 10 minutes on a uh, fast charger. And it'll do zero to 60 in a uh, leisurely 4.4 seconds. <laughs> okay, not I so still want to know how they're getting up to 500 miles. Massive battery pack. It's going to be a 229 kilowatt hour battery pack, ah. which is freaking enormous. It's got to be heavy. What does it weigh? Do we know? We don't know what the gross vehicle weight rating is. We don't know what it weighs. It will have four-corner uh, air suspension with uh, five modes. It'll be adaptive, and uh, it will take a uh, 110-120 or 240-volt charge, um, but it's uh, it that will be a lot slower because it is a massive battery pack. Is this a skateboard or no? Well, it's a, it's Stellantis's body-on-frame technology, so it is essentially its own frame with frame rails. Batteries are in the middle, but it uses a very similar... Ram suspension that's already on the gas trucks hooked up to it. The body shares a lot uh, with it. It will they'll all be dual motors. I think they said something like uh, 654 horsepower, uh, and it'll be produced in Q4 of uh, 24 as a 25. So we're still a ways away. So a lot of the questions that you're asking will be down the line. Gotcha. Uh, it does have bi-directional charging, so you can go vehicle to vehicle, so you can take your Ram and charge another electric vehicle. That's cool. You can do vehicle to home, so you can run your house off of it, or you can do a vehicle to what they call L, so it's a uh, 3.6 uh, kilowatt in the front and a 7.2 kilowatt power takeoff in the back and the bed. So that's a lot of power coming from the uh, new Ram. So anyway, uh, I don't have all the info yet because, hey, it, it hasn't happened yet. But it has when you heard from it. So we'll talk about it next episode. But I wanted to make sure that uh, we got that out there because there's going to be a lot of buzz about the new Ram Rev uh, 1500, which is sounds like a pretty exciting truck. And Ram uh, made a big point of saying they listened to their customers and their customers wanted range. They wanted it to be able to tow. They wanted it to be comfortable, quality. And, and I think now uh, everyone expects it to, to your truck to power your, your tools. And your house. Yeah. Mm. Hey, Lighting, did you hear? Nope, I didn't. According to a uh, report with Automotive News, the average brand new car price in the U.S. are expected to rise above $50,000 according to uh, Toyota's North American operations. Whoa. Like, that's a lot of freaking money. Like, I I, I feel stupid saying, like, that's unbelievable because both of us bought really stupidly expensive vehicles. No, but hold on a second. Hold on a second. It's sort of once-in-a-lifetime thing. We're we're older, right? We're not, like, 20-year-old dudes, right? So we, we've, like, we always looked at the expensive cars and we're like, how did that guy afford it? It's because it took you a half a lifetime to do it. Sure. But, like. Fifty grand is the average price right now. I mean, I remember when that's we, a lot of hundred thousand. You remember when you cars. get a Fox Body Mustang for like twelve nine nine five with a five liter? 
Remember when you could get a Toyota? For eighty nine ninety seven yes. on a Sunday on yeah. the, the one VIN in the paper? <sighs> you can't buy anything for, I mean, what's the cheapest vehicle now? I mean, the, I think the Maverick, even the Maverick is is like 24 or something? That's a great question. What is the cheapest truck out there right well, now? Well, it's got to be the Maverick. Yeah? Because it was 19000 last year, but I think that Ford upped that. So what's me... a totally stripped Tacoma? Oh, like thirty. Okay, all right. Here, we'll, I'll t- I'll take I'll tell you right now. Maverick starting at twenty two five nine five. That's got to be the least. That's got to be. You right? Yeah. All right. So a four hundred and seventy two year old Tacoma. Four hundred and seventy two year old Tacoma. <laughs> yeah. The base price to get into one. Do you know what's funny is uh, a beat up Tacoma is still more expensive than a brand new Ford Maverick. I'll bet. Uh, in a lot of ways, yeah. Starting at twenty seven seven fifty. All right, I uh, I just looked up the ten cheapest pickups you can buy right now from uh, cars dot com. So this will get us talking. Uh, Ford Maverick. Ten. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. Ten is the twenty twenty three Chevrolet Silverado fifteen hundred work truck. All right. Nine. Uh, do you want the price? Oh yeah, I need the price. Okay. Uh, the price is uh, <laughs> number ten is going to be more expensive. It's going to be thirty four. Thirty-eight thousand one ninety-five. Oh, okay. Now, now number nine has already played the, uh, the nine okay. guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, you're not going to regale us with uh, with more nineage. Uh, no, I okay. can only have one nine. All right, nine is uh, going to be the 2023 Ford F-150 XL. All right, so that's got to be 36-ish. By the way, the uh, $38,000 Silverado has an $1,895 destination charge. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cars.com says the median listing price is $53,207. Oh, Okay, moving right along to nine, which is the F-150. $36,240 with a $1,795 destination charge. Ford's median price... Goes from fifty three on Chevy to sixty one nine seventy two. Oh my God! <laughs> Freaking a! Wow! All right, so we're at number eight. All right, that would be uh, the Ram, the twenty twenty two because they still have them Ram fifteen hundred Classic Tradesman at thirty two one thirty plus an eighteen ninety five destination charge. All right, uh, their median listing price for that is is forty four oh seven two, which sounds more realistic. Yeah. Seven. All right, we've got our uh, our friends at Nissan with the Nissan Frontier S, the 2023. Starts at $3,485 with a $1,295 destination charge, but the median listing price for the Frontier, $37,131. So that's interesting. That's really tight, that, uh, yeah. that differential. Hmm. Six. The uh, GMC Canyon Elevation Standard. Uh, and that is twenty eight nine nine five, including their fourteen hundred ninety five dollar destination charge. Median price on that midsize truck forty one eight fifty nine. Hmm. Man, hmm. midsize trucks have gotten expensive. Five. Uh, twenty twenty three Ford Ranger XL twenty eight eight ninety five includes a fourteen hundred ninety five dollar destination charge, but the median listing price on that thirty eight six eleven. Okay. Full. That would be the uh, 2023 Toyota Tacoma SR, $28,585, including a $13.35 destination charge, uh, but the median list pricing on that, $35,632. So we're starting to get a little bit more reasonable. Yeah, okay. Three. How about the 2022 Chevrolet Colorado work truck? $28,105 includes a $1,495 destination charge, median list pricing, $35,200. 
So that differential isn't that far apart. Right. Uh, it sounds like a lot of uh, Chevrolet Colorado owners aren't choosing all the options like they are on some other trucks. I'm guessing that has a lot to do with fleet and things like that. I mean, they've got to be, well, I mean, it's a Ford F-150 and, and the Colorados are got to be, yeah, huge with fleets and Silverados. Two. The 2023 Hyundai Santa Cruz SE non-pickup truck or open bed activity vehicle or whatever. Uh, $26,745, including a $1,295 yep. destination charge. Should not be included in Median list. listing price, $35,950. I mean, it's truck adjacent. So is the Maverick, and that's number one on the list. Yeah, but we're cutting uh, for some slack. One. Uh, it's $23,690, including a $1,495 destination charge. Cars.com median listing price, $27,649. So there you have it. Those are uh, that's the cheapest trucks you can get. Holman, how you feeling about some five star hotline? Been a while. Oh come on and be part of the show. Call the five star hotline six five seven two zero five six one zero five. It's the five star hotline. 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 What's that? I don't know. Just. It's- Listen, we haven't done these in a while, so they're going to sound old. But I don't care because I'm, I'm. We have to. We're servicing our listener. We don't want you guys to feel like we forgot about you. Let it rip. Hey, lightning! Did you hear? Just listening to another podcast after listening to yours uh, from Mike Rowe, episode two ninety four, called "The Ballad of Tom Odom," talking about how seventy thousand truckers are in danger of losing their jobs in California because of uh, because of the California being their own government unto themselves. Yeah, that totally sucks. So uh, stay the hell out of Utah. Bye. Stay the hell out of Utah. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, yeah, we we will. I appreciate the uh, the heads up. 657-205-6105. 657-205-6105. It's the Truck Show Podcast 5-Star Hotline. Hey, Lonnie and Holman. Sorry how I ended that last uh, last phone call I just made. <laughs> You guys can come here at any time. Just leave your politics at home. <laughs> Love the podcast. Five stars and the Hell yeah, buddy. Bye. Five star review. Five stars. Yeah, buddy. So he emailed us after and said, hey, guys, I, don't, I, I feel bad about leaving that message. Don't don't play it. And Lightning are like, no, that's awesome. We, you leave awesome. a message, you're getting played, pal. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny as I told him I wouldn't play it. And then we did anyway. Yeah, because, it's, dude, it's, you don't know who he is. It's great. It's, it's no, awesome. I do know who I he pre- is. Well, and listen, no, the listeners don't know. It's not like he's like, I'm here from there. And his name is, well, he no, said his name. Bleep it out. Oh, okay. Then everybody's happy. I bleeped it out. I think it's funny. Well, I'm sorry to lie to you. I know I emailed you and I said I wouldn't play your message, but. I did, and there it is. It wasn't that it bad. Was, it, was it was great. great. We bleeped out to protect the innocent. And it's funny because, no, we don't want California politics going into Utah either. Which is funny because I'm leaving for Utah in a day. But you're not going to take your politics. No. No, I'm, I'm taking, no, I am taking my politics. Oh, yeah, your politics I'm not taking good. California's politics. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We know where our bread is buttered. Yeah. What does that mean? Utah. I don't know. Hey, Lightning and Holman. This is JJ Smokes Tires, your friend on Instagram. I was listening to the latest podcast and you said uh, you need more callers, so just picked up some U-bolts from the store. I'm trying to finish up my solid axle swap on my OBS. And on Friday, me and my buddy are going to drive basically 24 hours straight uh, on a road trip in it. So, yeah, maybe, uh, well, I guess you won't have a new podcast out by then, but <laughs> uh, keep up the good work, guys. 
Is it really good work if we haven't delivered him a new podcast by the time he leaves? It's possible. And also, uh, I'd, I'm curious if you're still alive after the 24 <laughs> hours of straight driving. Yeah. So. Well, no, no, no. After the 24 hours of straight driving, after putting a solid axle swap in your vehicle. Yeah. So let us know if you're still alive. We're just we're just curious. Yeah, JJ. I see him on Instagram. Either that or his uh, you know, uh, account's been hacked and somebody's posting for him. I think he's alive. It's possible. Lightning whole dogs. I was uh, listening to this episode where, well, I guess it was with Mike Rice. Holman was, like, beeping everything that he was saying, and it reminded me of a thing that a local radio station I used to listen to would do with, like, inappropriate censoring, right? So they take something, like, totally legit, you know, not inappropriate, totally appropriate, and they would censor it to the point that it sounded inappropriate. And now so that you guys don't have these, you know, HR people over your head, you guys should do that with, like, truck commercials, you know. Like this, beep, Chevy is awesome, you know. Uh, anyway, I think that would be funny as a segment, inappropriate censorship. Anyway, keep up the good work, guys. Thanks. Uh, thank you for the idea. I don't know if I feel comfortable ripping that off. My my buddy Jimmy Kimmel does that quite often. Yep. Does it? Uh, it's, it's a good segment. Yeah. Uh, may, may, maybe. Maybe it'll work. It is funny when you do do inappropriate censoring. What's up, Lightning Holman? Colby calling here again. And wow, like the day that I was listening to the episode about uh, the, you know, you where you read my email about the frontier spotting, I uh, pulled into my driveway and there there was a little envelope with the uh, Banks Engineering logo on it. And sure enough. There was stickers inside, so Lightning actually did come through. He didn't pay me to just call and say this. Like, he actually sent me stickers. Anyway, that's awesome. And then I just was listening to this week's episode, and you're talking about your license plate being uh, yummy gas. I think that's better than Brofar, personally. I just, like, just have this little, like, vision in my mind of, like, a T-Rex drinking a big gulp of gas. Like, that should be a sticker on your truck somewhere. Uh, you know, a short little arms and a big old long straw. <laughs> anyway, keep up the good work, guys. Love it. That is funny. That is yeah, super fun. I'm digging that. Thank you guys very much for the five-star hotline calls. Five-star. 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 Hotline. 657-205-6105. Now it's time for Holman to screw up. Five-star. Five-star. Five-stars. Five-stars. Five-five-five-five. Stars. Right back at you, brother. No, 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 no. It didn't, didn't work. This is where uh, we read your reviews on uh, the Apple Podcast app. You can also leave them on Spotify, but I think it's best that you do it on the Apple Podcast app. If you have access to it, please leave your review. And if you uh, are, are so inclined, make it funny so we can read it on the show. All right, uh, Dollar 257 says, I didn't realize when I got a new phone, I get to leave another review. Kind of sad the Texas flag didn't make it to the pod show, but I love the bullhorn idea. And best podcast show. Five stars! Five stars. Wait, oh, hold on. That was horrible. Right, Wait, don't, don't, hold sorry, on. This hold mic on. stands out of the way. Right, right, move it. All right, here we go. And five stars! There we go. Congratulations. You have earned five stars. Got a Dave Turry from uh, wherever he's from, says uh, okay. Five Star. He says, awesome show, great quality, and awesome host with top-notch guests. And is, wait, is, wait, is he talking about our show? Yeah, I don't think so, but oh, okay. I'm, he probably okay. reviewed the wrong podcast. Five Stars! All right. All right. We got uh, one from SD Truck Eye. says, great podcast with good hosts. It's uh, great information on trucks. And... Five Stars! Also, real don't high know fives. what... There we go. Yeah, real five high fives and bad reviews. Yeah. Truck podcast. Who are these people reviewing after all? I, I don't, don't know. I appreciate the uh, the accolades. All right. Uh, this one from Gus Mitchum says, Burger War Solved. 
on our reviews. Mm. Love the show and happy you guys now have an equity stake in your work. Native Texan, now in Dallas, I'm going to solve the In-N-Out versus Whataburger debate for you. Not going the way you think based on In-N-Out being a clean place with happy and attentive employees that seem to be having a good time. That creates a nice place I want to experience with my family. Oh, boy. He says, uh, Whataburger, on the other hand, most times is dirty, and especially since the development <laughs> of the app, don't know how to take an order anymore. The employees aren't happy or healthy, and it's usually a jury place. <laughs> <laughs> They're not happy or healthy, by the way. This sounds like a uh, Whataburger review and not one of ours. It sounds or... like the employees have scabies or something. <laughs> there are still some great locations out there, but it's not worth the gamble. <laughs> <laughs> In and out for the win, and... Five stars. Solid oh, review. Love Solid you guys. review. That's yes, awesome. That's well, we great. appreciate it. Yeah, we're at 1,021 reviews. Hell yeah. And uh, we would be at uh, 5.0 if it weren't for that other uh, podcast. Well, let's not bring that up. Trash beat us and brought our. What do you call it? Water under the bridge? Sure. Yes. Yeah, brought our uh, stupid uh, review down by two tenths of a point. Thank you again for the five-star reviews. Really, really appreciate it. Again, you can leave those reviews on the Apple Podcast app, so Holman will read them. We are truckshowpodcast at gmail.com if you want to email. The Truck Show, The Truck Show, The Truck Show, oh, oh. Leave a message, won't you, on the five-star hotline, 657-205-6105, or hit us up on the socials at LBC Lighting, at Sean P. Holden, at Truck Show Podcast. Podcast at gmail.com, Holman at truckshowpodcast.com, and lightning at truckshowpodcast.com are all of the various ways you can reach us. Now, if you happen to be cruising along in your truck, regardless of what it is, and you spy a Nissan Frontier, whip out your phone, take a photo, and send that photo to us, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com, and lightning, this guy right here talking, will send you a couple of TSP stickers. Just like that guy said on his email, it actually does happen. Well, he get uh, he probably got in under the wire, so it's. Uh, I have a stack left, not a lot, but I do have a, a, a short stack. I don't know what's that, like a 75, 50. 80 stickers right. left. So I have some also. Okay. Are you gonna bring up some uh, to, to Utah with you? I did because that happened in the past. Oh, did you plaster? Yeah, I plastered them, up? them everywhere. But you, you you didn't put them up on like uh, any kind of like national monuments or anything. Nothing that would be uh, uh, illegal. Okay. Just the things that would be annoying. So you put them up on stop signs everywhere. And, okay. Plastered the town. Hmm. <gasps> I didn't even mention that I was at Florida Truck Meet. Did you plaster stickers all over? Yeah, of course, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you you will that you did. R- whatever you just said. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, well, uh, if you've got a Nissan that needs a sticker, let us know, and we will let you plaster it on there. Or uh, head down to your local dealership where uh, every Nissan Frontier Titan or Titan XD that's purchased will come with a Truck Show Podcast sticker. Not from the dealer, of course, but if you purchase one of those, we'll send you one to adorn your truck with uh, some Truck Show Podcast swag. So head on down to uh, your local dealer or do uh, NissanUSA.com to build and price and uh, we are appreciative of the Nissan uh, relationship because they've been our presenting partner of the Truck Show Podcast for the last five years. And a lot of you guys have trucks where the uh, the intake system, you know, they, the, the factories, they have to cut corners, right? They have to be cost conscious, right? So the filter material, uh, what the how the box is constructed, uh, they, they, they do the job, but it's not the performance that you're looking for. If you want a true sealed enclosure, that outflow stock, look no further than the bank's Ram Air intake. Find yours at bankspower.com. 
Well, if you've got blown out shocks on your truck, whether it's lifted or stock high, you should head over to BillsteinUS.com where they have an application for you that's going to up performance. And best of all, all Billsteins are tuned specifically for your vehicle application. You can put in your year make model at BillsteinUS.com and figure out which shock is right for you, whether it's a uh, direct replacement 4600 all the way up to a bypass shock and the B8 8100. Billstein has you covered, whether you're on road or off road, towing or hauling. There's a shock for every application, and uh, you can't beat the. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. What if I have an off road Mini Cooper? Like that one that was on a. Uh like 40-inch tires? you see that one? I would use their awesome new UTV shocks and adapt them to your Mini Cooper. Gotcha. I mean, I, I don't have one, but I thought it'd be cool. They got did. something for everything. I you got them for hot rods. That's why I asked. Yeah, they just won uh, King of the Hammers on their UTV shocks, and heck, they even uh, won you over on your TRX. You can find yours at BillsteinUS.com. All right, well, uh, that is a marathon, because we just did 72 shows in the course of uh, three or four days in the podcast. No, two. Okay. Yeah, we did two. And uh, we have to pack. You have to pack. I've already packed. Really? Yeah, because I've gone and returned. <laughs> <laughs> well, all I know is when we meet again, we have two behind us. But right now, there's two in front of us. As long as there's not two beneath us. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. Okay. The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Truck Famous LLC. This podcast was created by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please open your Apple Podcast or Spotify app and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan, there's no better way to show your support than by patronizing our sponsors. Some vehicles may have been harmed during the making of this podcast. What's up, guys? My name's Brody, and I'm here to tell you about this Ram TRX. They call it the T-Rex because T-Rexes eat raptors. Now, this truck right here is so capable, it can make it through a door of the Explorer map. That's across the river, through the jungle, and arrive at your girlfriend's house because she said you drive a Ford and she doesn't want to be seen in it. Check this out. That step right there, that's deployable, just like the airbags on a Mustang when they swerve into people at car meets. Best thing about this truck, it has a six-foot bed so you can ram the daughter and a Hellcat engine so you can dodge the father when he finds out. You ain't ready. Mopar, baby.